love you, Jesus, and I praise you. I worship you, O true and living God. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your house this morning and to worship your holy presence. You are most welcome here, Lord. We love you and appreciate you. Thank you, dear God, for everything, our holy Jesus, that you have done. Thank you, thank you, thank you. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Praise the Lord. Book of Psalms this morning, book of Psalms, glad to have you here, good to have you right in God's house, we want to take a good look into the Word of God, let the Lord speak to your heart, Psalm 98, Psalm 98. sing unto the Lord a new song for he hath done marvelous things his right hand and his holy arm hath gotten him the victory verse 2 the Lord hath made known his salvation his righteousness hath he openly showed in the sight of the heathen everybody said praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I uh, would like to bring to you this morning an open salvation from an open book. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. You know, when the Lord decided, of course he did before the foundation of the world, but when the fullness of time was come and he came in the flesh, the Spirit showed himself in the flesh. And the flesh is what they beheld as the only begotten of the Spirit, full of grace and truth. So the invisible put himself on display through the flesh. And he came in the flesh to condemn sin in the flesh. And so the Bible teaches that uh, as he began to his ministry in the, in the days of his flesh, that ministry, then he opened his mouth in dark sayings and parables. He began to take things that were had been kept secret from the foundation of the world. God has a way of taking what has been, shall we say, secret or hitherto unknown and showing it openly because it's good. God does, God's a good God, and He does good things. You know, the Bible said in the book of Matthew, Matthew's account of the gospel, chapter 6, three times the Lord brought it out that what you do in the right thing, in the good thing, like prayer or like giving of your offerings, He said that which you do in secret said that the Spirit is going to reward you openly and that He's going to let that reward come out in the open. It's going to, you won't have to brag about it. You won't have to parade it. You won't have to take a billboard out and pay to have it trumpeted, you know. You won't have to do that because if you're doing it right and you're doing it with the right motive, then the Lord is going to reward thee openly. He's going to take that which has been secret. If you go into the 
prayer closet and you begin to pray in secret unto your heavenly Father, then he's going to show the profitableness of that to everybody. He will put it on display openly. That which you did in secret, in a good thing, in a positive thing, then he's going to make sure that that gets appreciated and manifest and shown forth because people need that good thing. And that's what he did when he began to speak and open his mouth in dark sayings and parables. Things that were, as I said, hitherto unspoken and unknown. And people didn't have the light or the revelation of it. What a great day it was for the population of planet Earth when he chose to come in the flesh. For your Bible tells you in 1 Timothy 3.16 that without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. That unspoken thing, that unshown thing, the mystery of it. And that God was manifest in the flesh. The Spirit showed himself in the flesh. The invisible showed himself visibly. And that it went on to say that he preached to this world. And he was believed on in this world. And that he was even received up into glory. Now who else was received up into glory but Jesus the Christ? On the third day, he rose again from the dead. And everybody said amen. amen. I would like to turn your attention to a scripture found in John's account of the Bible. John chapter 18. And everybody said praise the Lord. Bible said in John, and I'll begin with verse 19, the high priest then asked Jesus of his disciples and of his doctrine. Who are these people and what do they believe? What are you teaching? What is your belief? And the Bible said that Jesus answered him, the high priest. He answered him and he said, I spake openly to the world. I ever taught in the synagogue or the church house and in the temple, again the church house whither the Jews always resort and in secret have I said nothing I brought it all out I put it right out there got nothing to hide here nothing to run from you know people act like they want the truth people will act like they want to know what's going on but Reality or truth is not always an easy thing for people to face. And that's why they would rather twist. What did it say? They twist and rest the scriptures to their own damnation. They would rather twist the truth. They would, would rather give a twisted version of, of truth. Because reality, for them to face reality. Let's talk about the foolish. The foolish, the Bible said in Matthew 25, they had a great opportunity for they had a vessel. Well, they or we are the vessel, okay? And the Bible teaches that they, they had the light. They had some light in their vessel. Well, the reason we have that is because of this book, the Word of God, the, this Word of God. If somebody even does the, and many do, do the wrong thing with the Word of God. It's like doing the wrong thing with the seed. The seed of in and of itself is good. The Word in and of itself is good. Okay? 
And so they had this light. They had this word. But the Bible teaches that they didn't take any oil. They took no oil in their vessels with their lamps. Here we have this lamp. We have this word of God. We have ourselves as the vessel. But we've got to get the oil in the vessel. We've got to have that oil. And everybody said amen. amen. They took no oil in their vessels with their lamps. To keep the light, to keep the revelation, and to uh, be able to walk in this light where the lamp becomes uh, that which helps me in the pathway so I can see where I'm going. And the scripture teaches that, in other words, they were different from the, the, the wise, the foolish versus the wise. Because the wise, the difference was having the vessel, the same vessel if you please, and having the, the lamp, the word of God, the same lamp. And yet the scripture teaches that the wise took oil in their vessels with their lamps. As opposed to the foolish, they did not take the oil in their vessel with their lamp. So that was the major difference. That oil is the gift of the Holy Ghost. That oil is having this in you and being, as the scripture said, when you repent and you get baptized in Jesus' name and you receive the gift of the Holy Ghost, that's what saves and delivers you from sin and from the devil and false doctrine and so on and so forth. But and it places you into the church, the body of Christ, okay? But then that's not enough. Got, it's not enough for you to get saved, but you've got to stay saved. It is necessary and essential for you to get saved. You must be born again of water, that is baptized in Jesus' name. You must be born again of the Spirit that is filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, that is pointing you to Acts 2.38. And when you believe in your heart, and you are, God confirms that you're believing in your heart because you then begin to confess with your mouth as he speaks through you in another tongue or language they shall speak with new tongues. This is one of the signs that shall follow them that believe on me. So if you're truly a believer, then the initial God-given confirmation and sign is that you will speak in a new tongue or a new language as his spirit gives the utterance. Lots of people say they believe. Lots of people profess that they believe. But you need God to confirm that you're a believer. You need for God to put the stamp and give the seal of His approval that you are one of His and that He recognizes you. Not only are you knowing God, but you are known of God. He recognizes you. And not only that, but the devil recognizes you. He knows now that you have the Holy Ghost and he fears and he trembles because of that. And that's why he wants you because you are truly now one of God's sons and daughters. You're truly in the body of Christ. You're not playing church. You don't have a religion. You have salvation. You're not now just saved, but you're staying saved. You're walking in the light as he's in the light. You're no longer among the foolish, but you're among the wise and the learned. Amen. And everybody said amen. Well, give God another big hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. So, the foolish, they put off and they put off and they had so many other things to do. And they, they weren't 
doing what was the most necessary, taking care of the first necessary thing. Jesus said, you must be born again of water and of the Spirit. That's first order of business here. And it is written in Matthew 6 and 33 that Jesus taught and said, Seek ye first the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. Okay? And the Bible tells you in Romans, also teaching to the church, that the Holy Ghost is what is shed abroad in our hearts. The love of God, rather, is what's shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which He hath given unto us. He's speaking to people that had it. Book of Romans is a, a letter, an epistle, a, me, a message sent to the congregation at Rome, the church, the, the called out ones that were at Rome. And He taught them and said to them that the, the, the love of God is shed abroad in your heart by the Holy Ghost which He hath given, past tense, unto us. This has happened to you. And in so doing, that love of God is shed abroad in your heart. Come on, the Bible tells you that in, in your getting saved, then you coming together, you want to realize that it's not by it was not by works of righteousness. Don't you love the Word of God when it will teach you and define things for you? A lot of people want to wholesale it and run real wide and broad with their statements and say, we're not saved by works, so that's why you don't get baptized. That's, that's garbage. That's not the Bible that tells you what kind of works don't save you. Works of righteousness don't save you. Works of the law don't save you. And works of the flesh don't save you. But there is a work that is meet and worthy. And for you to do it, it's repentance. It's water baptism in Jesus' name and receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. And it is a free gift. But you've got to position yourself. You've got to want it. You've got to desire it. And you've got to get your heart up and say, Lord, fill me. You gave me a promise here. I've repented. I'm baptized in your name now. And I want to receive my promise of the gift of the Holy Ghost. You get your heart positioned and God's going to confirm that you're believing Him and taking Him at His word and believing on His word. Jesus said, He that believeth on me as the Scripture has said. You're basing your belief on chapter and verse. It's not get one and throw one out. It's not make Swiss cheese out. You believe the whole book. John the angel said to John, Eat the whole book. Whether it's bitter or sweet, whether you like it or don't like it, whether it tastes good or don't taste good. The whole book. Genesis to Revelation. All of it. You shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost because you're showing God you are truly believing in your heart. And upon doing that, that He enters your heart. He baptizes you with His Holy Spirit. He sends the gift of the Holy Ghost into your heart. And the Bible said, crying, Abba. And that's when you begin to confess with your mouth and you begin to speak in another language and you glorify and praise and magnify Him. And He is then confirming that you're a believer. And everybody said amen. You can be seated and thank you for standing. In the book of Mark, Mark chapter 8, I'm going to give you verse 32. <clears throat> the scripture teaches in verse, we'll begin with uh, verse 31. And he began to teach them this is his disciples, that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected of the elders and of the chief priests. You know, when you live for God, you're going to, you're going to uh, have your times of testing and proving, and you're also going to glorify God by the things which you suffer for his namesake. 
And remember, the Scripture teaches in the overall analysis that the body of Christ collectively uh, is going to be hated of all men and all nations for his namesake. Because they won't be, as John uh, was spoken of, John the baptizer by Jesus, what went ye out to see? A reed shaken in the wind that is just flopping every which way, that it's, it's tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine? That's not the church. You see, the church stands tall like a cedar of Lebanon. The church is strong, and the church is going to not bow and not bend and not buckle. Don't you know when you're filled with the Holy Ghost, you are sealed, the Scripture teaches. You're not going to bend and buckle and warp and have all them knots popping out all over the place. You're sealed with this great gift of the Holy Ghost, and you want the Holy God of Heaven to make you a part of His church, that you're not going to listen to every little thing that comes along, and you're not going to be changed and twisted with every little thing that comes along and flipping back and forth. No, no, he said, that's not my church. Don't you look for that in John the baptizer, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, the one that came and prepare my way and make it straight. Oh, Oh no, you better get it right in your head right now. And Jesus said, listen, I'm telling you, they're going to whip me. They're going to hate me. They're going to absolutely crucify me. And Peter grabbed the hilt of his sword and began to rebuke the Lord. And that don't work too good when you start rebuking an elder. I want to watch how you talk. And so, the Bible said that Jesus, he began to teach and he told him he was going to suffer many things. There's some things going to happen. You have to expect it. And he said, and you have to prepare for it. And, and uh, he said, and you're going to be rejected of people that you thought, you know, wouldn't reject you. And the chief priests, uh, people that are supposed to believe the book, you know, and scribes. And be killed even. And after three days, he said, rise again. And he spake that saying openly. Openly. He didn't hold it. He didn't, he didn't uh, try to hide from them. He came to bring truth. He came to be the light. He came to be just what he was. But he came to show it. He came to manifest it. God was manifest in the flesh. And that's why when, when uh, 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 Philip, wasn't it, when he said, uh, show us the Father and it satisfies us. And Jesus said, have I been so long time with you and you don't know me? He said, when you've seen me, he said, you've seen the Father. So here he was, God manifest in the flesh. What does God look like? Well, there he was. But you see, there was no beauty that you should desire him, the scripture said. He wasn't going to come looking like some kind of GQ model. He wasn't going to come uh, get a job with Ralph Lauren or Tommy Hilfiger. Not at all. It wasn't about the outward. It wasn't about all of that fleshly stuff. He didn't want you to identify. He wanted you to identify, pull the flap back and step inside. I want you to see the, the shoe bread. I want you to see the light of the candlestick. I want you to go to that altar of incense and pray. And then you're going to get to go. Why are you going to get... Oh, the high priest got to go in that holy of all. Why am I going to? Because he died on the cross. That's why. Because he absolutely ripped that veil in twain and said, you can come in through my flesh now. I'm making a way for you to get to me. Open this thing up and open salvation from an open book. I'm with it for you. Jesus was being an open book. He is the word of God. He is the word. He is the word. Not doing anything under the table here. Not trying to, you know, the motivations are there. Said I came to die. Came to be this, this uh, prepared sacrifice and to, to give my life. No man takes it from me. He said, I, you better get straight who's in control. <laughs> you know, and I tell you that devil hates authority. 
He hates accountability. He don't want to have to answer to anybody about anything. And that's the very problem. And that spirit gets on people. And people that should be with you wind up not being with you because they're hiding something. They're the ones that got something in secret. And because they're hiding it, they don't want any accountability. They don't want to have to answer to anybody. And as Psalm 2 said, they cast off all restraints. They burst the, the bands asunder. And they rise up against the Lord and His anointing. They absolutely do not want any authority or accountability. And that's what the devil did right up in heaven. He exalted himself or attempted to above God and he found himself one man asked me the other day what's a besom I said it's a broom and God gave heaven a good sweeping and he swept Satan out he gave it to Michael and said go to work and Michael being an obedient angel he grabbed that broom and he swept Satan right out of heaven and all his unheaven, unheavenly un, uh, unclean spirits out of there they were thrust out of heaven amen and boy if God put a flaming angelic sword at the end of Eden uh, the garden of Eden on, on Adam and Eve what did he do to heaven on, on old Satan and them but the Bible said they're reserved in darkness amen until that day oh friend something eternal you don't want to get crossways with this you don't want to get uh, to where you're, you're not uh, operating open and above board and people who aren't operating open and above board let me tell you about them they think everybody else isn't operating open and above board. Somebody told me they said that, that this is going to happen and that's going to happen and you don't want that to happen. I said, you know what? I said, all those things you're threatening about, I said, I don't have to worry about them. I said, because I'm not doing anything wrong. I said, so I have no fear of that. I said, but I think you do. You're the one that needs to worry about that. Well, let me tell you, people got sin in their lives and people are lost, but we got an open book here with an open salvation. And he's saying, I'm trying to show you my, my righteousness here and I want you to seek that first. Seek His righteousness. Seek His kingdom. Everything coming together. Everything made available that you can bring your secretive, nasty, filthy, dirty life and you can bring it to Him and He will cleanse you. He will wash you. He will straighten up your life. He will make all things good, clean, righteous, and right in your life. And there is absolutely in doing that meaning baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. There is no greater experience. That is the one that He offered through His church to the whole world and he opened it up to everybody uh, there are people that there are, are cultures that have tried to keep things secret you know and they don't want anybody to know how certain things are done well I'm not going to debate that but I'm glad I'm so glad that my God said I'm going to open this thing up I'm going to but I'm going to I will have a measure of control I'm going to run it through my church I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deposit this truth in my church. I'm going to give birth to my church, the body of Christ. Acts chapter 2. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. They all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them the utterance. And they began to preach. Peter preached the first sermon on the first day of the church that Jesus started. And in so doing, the Scripture teaches that 3,000 were added that day to the body of Christ. They weren't added by signing a card. We have no example of that. They weren't added by shaking a hand. We have no biblical example of that. They were added by being baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the gift of of the Holy Ghost that we have example and precedent for. History is behind us. History is behind us. And we're going to stay with God making the history. Amen. I hope that you will believe the good word of God. I hope that you will take it to heart. 
I hope that you won't shy away and, and halt over certain scriptures and back up from certain scriptures and try to run away from them. I had a young man the other day, I, he was carrying a package out to the vehicle for me, and um, he told me that he was um, hoping one day to be a pastor. Well, I thought that was a good idea until he told me he was going to seminary. Then, you know, you go to the cemetery, well, you're not going to be much. So, not anything with God anyway. Because the first thing they're going to do is tell you what God doesn't do anymore. Doesn't do it anymore. God don't do it anymore. God doesn't do it anymore. By the way, I want to preach to you about faith. How does that work? Faith, but God don't do it anymore. How does that work? That's kind of a contradiction, I'd say. No, God does it, man doesn't do it, and man never has done it, and the devil certainly doesn't want it to happen. He doesn't want people to receive the genuine gift of the Holy Ghost. He does not want people to be baptized in the name that is above every name. He wants to get you to shift your focus and distract you so that you'll just see Father, Son, Holy Ghost. You won't see that the Scripture said, in the name of, in the name, in the name. He don't want you to see, he just wants you to see the titles. Well, the Bible's loaded with God's titles. I got a poster out there framed for you, loaded with all kinds of titles, and he is every one of them. But you better remember on the top of the top of the top of it all, the name is above every name is Jesus Christ. And that is the name that the church taught and practiced to baptize in. You would have been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, and it would be for the remission of your sins. And that's because the blood is in his name. He shed the blood. The blood is in his name. You want life? the life is in his name you want life the life of the flesh is the blood you got to get his name you got to get the blood you got to get the life that comes from him and him alone he's the only one that can do it he's the only one that can do it amen everybody said praise the Lord Jesus spake openly he knew what was coming and he was letting his church know what was coming his church at that time in training he was letting them know they're going to beat me they're going to whip me they're going to kill me but Hear the last part. I'm going to rise again. I'm going to rise again. I'm going to rise again. You can get very depressed and very, and they did. The Bible said they were walking along the way, and they were sad in their communications. They looked like a couple of vacuum cleaners going along. Just lower lip on the ground, just sucking up dirt. Well, you better stay out of the dirt. You don't need the dirt. You need the light of truth. You need the bread of God. You need every wonderful attribute and characteristic that comes from the one God. It's not many gods with several characters. It's one God having all the good characteristics. There is no plurality to his person. And person is a singular word also in the scripture pertaining to our God. Jesus in the days of his flesh was the express image of his person. Not persons. Okay? You stay with the word of God. And you don't get into people's uh, commentaries and, because it, you'll, you'll follow that GPS and you'll wind up in theory land. And, you'll, and, and that's a maze of dead ends and confusion. You want the truth. You want that straight and narrow. You want what that old path, wherein is a good way. You ask for that and walk therein. But when you ask for it, you better remember that you're going to get tested over it. You're going to get tried over that. You're going to suffer some things for his namesake because you make a stand for what's right. Because you're a part of the body of Christ that constantly is proving itself and getting renewed, uh, as I said, not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. By the renewing, by the renewing, I'm going right to it here, by the renewing of the Holy Ghost, you've got to get renewed. It's not enough to get saved, you've got to stay saved. We're going to get you out of the miry clay, you've got to stay out of the miry clay. 
You get delivered from drugs. You want to stay delivered from drugs. You hear me? Amen. And amen. And everybody said praise the Lord. Jesus spake openly. Jesus made it clear. Jesus wasn't, wasn't trying to hide things here. He was trying to bring the truth to light. And he was the light. And he is the light. And he was absolutely letting this light reach out. What did it say? He came to a, a region of uh, Zebulun. And, uh, and, and coming there, the people which sat in darkness, now great light has sprung up. And that's us. That's us. Just as much as it was that region over there, it's this region here. And people, uh, again, the foolish, um, they didn't take the oil in their vessel with their lamp, but the wise did. And Jesus spoke about that light. He said, he said, you don't put that under a bushel basket and shove it under the bed. He said, you put that out on the tabletop so that all that are coming to the light might see. And that's what Jesus is doing. He was lifted up, friend, on that cross. Okay? He was lifted up on that cross. And he said, he said, you lift me up. And he said, I'll draw all men. Well, you lift him up now through praise and through prayer and through worship. You don't come to church with your hands in your pocket or chasing boogers up your nose or waxing your ear. You come here to worship God. You get in the spirit. You let the Holy Ghost work in your life. You get excited. I don't, I don't pray like this. You know, you get your hands up in the air. You get your heart lifted up. You real, you you sacrifice. You you uh, surrender to God. You praise Him. There's, there's action in praise. Oh God, I want you to do this. Well, God wants you to do something too. <laughs> you got to praise Him into your situation. You worship Him in. He inhabits the praises of His people. That's where God dwells. That's where God lives. Come to, you come to the house of God and clip your nails and balance your checkbook, okay? You come and do that stuff and, 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 and you just uh, fall asleep on God, you know, or we always have the, right, don't you love these worships? You know, I've got one hand in my pocket, one hand, you know, come on now. Come on now. There's that thing called effort. That little woman head down where her feet was. Try shuffling around like that. That's how she walked. That's how her life was. She was condemned to that. But the Bible said that Jesus absolutely called her to him. What kind of effort that she had to put in from where she was at to get to him. I don't know if she was a half a mile or three city blocks away. The scripture don't tell me. But he called her to him. He could have easily just spoke the word. He could have absolutely stepped to her. But he wanted that. Do you really want my, my healing? Do you really want my Holy Ghost and you better get some effort effort into this amen take Jesus example in the days of his flesh you might learn to pray till you sweat you know come on now we have to push ourselves we have to kick ourselves we have to motivate ourselves in the Holy Ghost and everybody said amen, amen. give God a big hand come on Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Acts chapter 10. You may be seated. Thank you again for standing for God. Acts chapter 10 and verse 40. Now, we, we, this chapter is a, is a big chapter. This is the church now. The church, the book of Acts is the church, the, the history of the birth of the church that Jesus gave birth to. Who cares about people whose names we could call from history books? Who cares about them and their denominations and their slant and their take on this and take? 
Who cares? Get the book. Get the chapter and the verse. They became people who were absolutely just having no oil. And they're going around trying to get something started. But they had no oil. Okay? They didn't have that fresh, renewed anointing in their life or didn't have it at all to begin with. And, and the foolish did not have it. Many people can put on a show. Many people put on an act. Many, the devil is an imitator, my friend, and he can put you on one more show. Somebody said something about a certain church, and they said, uh, they said yeah, they put on a good show. I, I pray that, that that never gets said about us. That would be the insult of insults. We're, we're, not about, we're not about a show. You know, building the new building, and um, I talked to the man about, about uh, the equipment for um, uh, sound system and everything, you know, and, and wiring and all these different things. And he says, he says, um, he says well, you're going to want um, a certain kind of setup because, you know, um, uh, you don't want a, a digital board. He said, you want an analog. I said, okay, why? I had already knew something, but I wanted to hear what he had to say. And he said, well, because, you know, uh, those, those digitals are, um, uh, actually it was a woman. Uh, she's an engineer. That's who it was. And she said, you, you don't want um, a, a digital board because they're, they're more finicky. And, and she said, you know, well, I said, well, I understand that they're a little more finicky, but I said, I understand that that's if you're changing your format all the time. I said, now, now we're not having, this isn't Dolly Hand, and I'm nothing against Dolly and, and, and her hand, but, <laughs> but um, <clears throat> uh, and it's very nice what she's done down there, and, and God, I'm glad that God provided for us a place sometimes when we have overflow to go there. What I am trying to say is that we don't have this come in and then that come in and the other thing. We have church. We are, we are constant in what we do, okay? And everybody said amen. amen. And so I said, she said, yeah, but what are you going to do when that, when that singer comes in and they have to have their golden mic? I said, um, see, I don't have to worry about that. I said, because we don't have any singers that would want to come with their special golden mic. Because if they have a special golden mic, they wouldn't get invited to begin with. And I'm not really in interested in just inviting in a singer anyway, okay? Not really what I'm looking for here. Appreciate every gift that God uses, every blessing he puts in our lives, everything that's a part of overall worship, okay? I want that. But I'm not, I'm not pandering uh, to somebody who's some kind of prima donna here, and they've got to have special light on them and a special... Uh, I saw a guy one time playing the, uh, the guitar, and he, and he had a chrome plate. And he knew just how to make it shine off of the light, the spotlight. And he just drew attention to himself constantly. You know, that kind of stuff makes me sick. I want to draw attention to God. I want everything I do to bring attention to God. This is about God. This is not about us. Okay? This is not ever to be about us. This is, supposed, this is not an I did it. This is supposed to be a collective thing. This is supposed to be a cooperative thing. They were in one mind, in one accord, in one place. And then the sound came from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and filled all of the house where they were sitting. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Well, let me try to get back to uh, Acts 10 here. Acts chapter 10. Church, absolutely moving along. And in the 10th chapter of Acts, Peter has been sent for. Peter is, is uh, an apostle, and he is a preacher, he's a teacher, and he's a, 
a uh, confirmed of God to be a believer, if you please. And now he is praying, he's fasting, and he is given a vision, and one in which he got good and rebuked over too. Well, that's something. You know, you got to be able to take it if you're going to make it. You know, it's not always going to be ice cream and sprinkles, okay? I want to tell you a good one, by the way. I have to stop at this point. I'll see if I can get back to it. But I got to tell you, I was um, and it really kicked my memory when Pastor Hershey was preaching Friday night because um, something that he said uh, had just happened to me. I had gone to a place to get some hardware and um, uh, over towards West Palm, and uh, while I was there, one of the men was there, and he's more like the boss, and he, he said to me, he said, um, where, where is your church at? And I said, well, I'm kind of based more in Belglade. He said, but that's one of our churches. And I said, you know, we built one over in Palms West, and we built one up there in Fort Myers, and we're in Lake Placid with our newest baby daughter work, and, you know, just giving them a little background there. And, and he said, he said, well, he said, do y'all, do, y- do y'all have any black people? And I said, yes, we do. And I said, there's a few of us white folks, too. And I said, I said but um, we're glad of it. I, actually, I said, we have everybody. We have every stuff, the country boy said. We got it all, man. And I said, and we're glad about it. I said, we got mochaccina. We got mochaccina frappino. We, we, we got butterscotch. You know, we, we got it all, bro. I said, we love it. You know, I even got a nice little Chinese young man here. Woo, I love when my little Chinese man comes to church. Yes, I do. Amen. Jesus got his church and sent it out to everybody, everywhere. Open salvation from an open book, from an open God that's telling you, I'm speaking openly. I'm giving you the inside, and I'm giving to you the secret treasures that I have. Given that to you. And he said, many righteous men, many kings have desired to hear what you're hearing. Oh, brother, an open salvation. It's a common salvation. It's for every race, every nationality, every dialect, every language, every person, everywhere, every continent, everybody, everywhere. No respecter of person. Amen. And amen. See, my heart got happy. That's why that thing went crazy. You can be seated. The Lord bless you. Amen. Amen. And, and I, I got to finish this and wind down. I see that clock. That clock's yelling at me right now. That clock, that's why it happened. The clock said, come on, you got to quit. All right, here we are. Acts chapter 10. Background. Peter gets a vision, and the Lord gives him a good rebuking over it because he said, that which don't you call common and unclean is that which I've cleansed. Because God showed them all kinds of every stuff. There's going to be every kind of people. And, and don't, you, don't you get all built around your own little culture or your own little self, your own little group, and, and your, your little puddle that you could drown in it, you know, a little puddle of spit, and you could drown in it. You're so shallow. Don't you be like that. And when the church got like that a little bit, they got tested at Jerusalem, and they were doing a good job in Jerusalem. They were filling it with their doctrine, the, the name of Jesus Christ. But you know what? They got, they got to be in a little inbred, you know. And uh, in being a little inbred, uh, the Lord said, well, I, I, have the, I have the answer to that. It's like I told one of the young ladies the other day. I said, we have an answer for that around here. We'll just give you a good spanking. I said, don't think you got too big, you can't get spanked. Now, that's not a physical spanking. That's a get you up there in your heart spanking, okay? And so we'll give you the word of the Lord, in other words. 
And so um, I said, uh, I, uh, Peter here, I want you to get the picture. He absolutely got himself a spanking from the Lord because like the church at Jerusalem, and the Lord just let a persecution break out. Let there be a little hard time. Let there come something that will get you motivated and get you reaching outside of yourself. You, I, I know they've got this thing in the politics called the Tea Party, but you're not going to have your own little tea party. And I'm not referring to politics. I'm telling you, you're just not going to sit down. It's just going to be I, me, and mine. Not just going to be green grass that's under your feet. You've got to lift up your eyes, Abraham, if you're going to have my promises. When I promise you more than the stars in heaven and the sand that's by the seashore innumerable, you want that? Then he said, you lift up your eyes from right where you're standing right now. And that's why the writer also said that you're not going to stay in this mountain any longer. You're going to turn northward. There's a time that we've got to grow up in God and move forward in God. And we can't get down around. I've known people that in times past that, that uh, you know, they had their favorite little seat. Now, don't get embarrassed. You can have your seat. But if somebody comes in and there's no seat, you better move over, honey. Just move over. Make room for somebody. You want them to be there. When they come in that door, you better have a handshake. We are not the first church in the refrigerator around here. Everybody said amen. Come on. Amen. Somebody said, well, nobody's my friend. Well, if you want friends, the Bible said, show yourself friendly. Get a little more open in your friendliness here. Everybody said hallelujah. Tell them, praise the Lord, and glad you're here, and got a seat for you, and fill this out. Happy, happy. And then show them how to worship. Be an example. Be a light. Don't sit there and look like a prune or a pickle with a wart. Okay, don't do that. You get, you get in there, and you worship God. You be an example. You can even say amen once in a while. It'll be okay. But I can preach without your amen. <laughs> but I like them. Everybody said hallelujah. Everybody said praise the Lord. All right, so here we are. We're in Acts chapter 10, and the church is being dealt with. And Peter is sent for, and God confirmed it, worked on both ends of the line. And while Peter's getting up from his vision on the rooftop, there's a knock at the door. He's already been told they're coming, go with them. And so he did. I had it told a preacher the other day about another preacher and uh, what my thought was and my plan was about him. And, and you know, just a couple of days later, that preacher called this other preacher and, that I had been talking to and began to talk to him. And, 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 and the young man said to him, he said, well, you know what? Senior pastor just said thus and so and said the guy almost dropped the phone. He couldn't believe that God was already working. God was already dealing with it. I'm telling you, God is in business. He's up and running. And he's got the doors wide open. And you better get in the door while it's open because the foolish came around when the door got shut. Okay? So right now, the church is open and, and for business right now. But that, that window is closing. It's coming closed, and you better watch out because the church is going to leave. And when the church is gone, there is no plan of salvation available. It's closed up and out of business, and that's it. We're going on vacation, honey. We're going, we're going in the first resurrection, and we're going to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And when we do come back, we ain't going to be a participator. We're going to get to be a spectator. We're going to watch Jesus whip the socks of the Antichrist and all the Gog and Magog people that joined in with his crowd. They're going to get theirs at Armageddon, and I don't plan to, to be any part of anything but a spectator. Go get them, Jesus. Come on. Put it on them, Lord. It'll be all right to do that because he's coming back. He's coming back with his saints with his saints. He's already would have come 
for his saints in the first resurrection known as the rapture. But then he's going to treat them to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And then he's going to give them the after dinner party. And we're going to go watch God whoop the devil. And everybody said amen. And he's going to do it openly. Well, I guess you'll have to come back for Acts 10 next week. You remain standing. Give God another big hand. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Glory. Let's take a moment. Let's lift our hands with our hearts to heaven. And let's worship the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. We love and praise you. Amen. We worship you. Let the choir come right up. Thank you, Jesus, for everything. I bless your name, Lord. I need your glory. Come on. I'm short. Yeah.